It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome to Carcon Carney. I'm James Van Ostel. And tonight we're, we're going to get to our guest. He is Simeon Meyer from Stupid Red. Before that happens, though, just a casual, friendly reminder. Carcon Carney up for two different categories in the Chicago Reader's Best of Chicago 2020 poll. Me, I'm up for Best Podcast Host. It's in the City Life section. And Carcon Carney up for Best Music Podcast. That's in the Music and Nightlife section of the chicago readers best of chicago 2020 poll i'd love your vote thank you for your support it'll all be over in early february i'll start or i'll stop haranguing and begging at that point also one of the hardest things about doing this podcast i've said it before booking guests when carcone carney becomes just deliriously thick with money and revenue and income the first thing i'm going to do is pay for a producer Someone who could book guests because it is a lot of work, but I swear to God, right before uh, I jumped on tonight, I finished watching Psycho Gorman on Amazon Prime. This movie is demented. It is charming. It is it's old school. It's gory. Uh, it's wonderful. And, and the second I was done watching it, I tracked down the, the contact information for Psycho Gorman. I want to do an interview uh, about this movie because I, I loved it so much all right so i mentioned it he is here well he's not here yet so i'll keep talking i just have an empty Try. chair this is so this is so clint eastwood right here right now um well before he appears on screen i'll say the weirdest thing i in the past 24 hours this isn't a humble brag thing uh i've received thousands upon upon thousands of downloads of carcon carne which is i mean it's not normal to have that kind of activity in a day it looks like they're all coming from India. I don't, I can't explain it. Thousands and thousands of downloads. Like my Libsyn just blew up. And as I'm looking at stats, it's all centralized in India. So if you are watching or listening in Delhi or anywhere in India, for that matter, uh, thank you. Lovely to have you on board. I hope you enjoy this hyper-local podcast based in the Chicago area. And if you are a fan, you know, if you have some time over there, uh, as you're listening or watching in India, please, uh, the Chicago Reader's Best of Chicago 2020 poll, James Van Osdell, that's me, best podcast host. So when he comes on screen, he likes to make an entrance. Oh, there he is. (laughs) I I don't know if I figured it out or not. I had to go to my computer to try to get this going. So yeah, sorry about that. I I, I opened it up on my computer. I just saw my uh, blue chair with my screen print pressed behind me. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I said it was, it was very Clint Eastwood. Uh, Simeon Meyer is my guest. He is the owner of Stupid Rad Merch. And Simeon, what I wrote in my description of this episode, I wrote, bands need allies and a trusted merch partner is everything. Over the past several years, Stupid Rad Merch has become a major go-to for local and touring musicians. But how, how did Stupid Rad find its footing and make its way to its current go-to status? We'll find out tonight. And I guess we'll start with what is Stupid Red Merch? Uh, Stupid Red Merch is so many different things. Um, I always like to say it was like a three-headed monster where we have our own branded clothing. 
we help bands with touring merch and we help bands with web stores. Um, we just try to help them get their name out there how we can. And when it started, it was basically to get them touring merch to help finance them for, you know, cheap to go out and tour and make some money for their art that they, you know, give to all of us. Because as we all know, it's hard to be a local or even a nationwide worldwide touring musicians and make money and a living off doing it. And um, it kind of was my thing to try to help that out. And I mean, the past year with touring musicians, that wasn't even a thing. So kind of had to navigate and find a new way to get things done. And, um, you know, it, it was a, it was a really trying year with all that, but, you know, I think we did all right. And I think that going forward from this and hopefully, you know, we'll be out of the pandemic sooner than later and at least trying to get some music back out there so the musicians can tour and um, do what they love. So when did you start this whole concern, this whole thing, Stupid Rad? Um, I was at a concert and it was a pretty big concert at House of Blues a couple of years ago. And I was talking to um, one of the guys I knew from there and, you know, he, he was touring worldwide with, you know, a independent label, but a very big independent label. And I was talking to him about, you know, when tour is over, like, what do you do? You know, like you go home and whatever. And he's, you know, was telling me about the job at the liquor store that he had to go to, to make money and everything. And, you know, up until that point, I thought, man, these guys are touring. They they really made it. They're making money. They're earning a living doing what they love. But then, you know, you realize that they all have to have these, I guess, part-time jobs because, you know, not a lot of corporate America will let them go out and tour for, you know, right. six months a year. So they kind of have to work the jobs that they can find that are going to be flexible and then go tour and hope that both of them combined can pay the bills. So again, when, when are we talking six years ago, seven years ago, um, four years ago, four 2016. Years. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you've been doing this forever. Like I, in my head, I feel like <laughs> you've been doing this. I feel like it too, but no, it's, it's, um, we, we just started the fifth year and it was, I think October of 2016 is, when when stupid rad got its website when stupid rad you know got its instagram and its logo and started doing all that i love it and we're recording this as we do every night uh live to facebook a couple quick comments jim gwynn says thanks for the great pins stupid rad merch obviously no problem he's a pin (laughs) customer uh mike says that's my chair that handsome blue chair uh mike apparently has dibs on that it is. I, I brought this chair down for him because um, every Friday we try to do like fun Friday at Stupid Red. And right now, Stupid Red is literally my basement in my house because the shop that we had didn't have heat and winter was approaching and we had to figure something out. And man, I took I took this press apart piece by piece and moved it down to my basement. I had to literally do piece by piece by piece and my conveyor dryer and everything. Um, but I brought this chair down for Mike for our fun Fridays because usually we go live and just like, you know, act stupid and have some beers and 
you know, just end, end the week right. on a high note. You do Friday stuff. Act yeah, stupid, exactly. have some beers. That's, that's Friday. Uh, George <laughs> asked a question, and it was something I, I was going to get to down the road, but it's right in front of me. Is what you do only for bands, or could someone like a chef or a painter use stupid rad? Um, I've I've done stuff for uh, everybody. Like, yeah, um, for the for the web website and web stores, for the most part, it's kind of bands or you know like a punk rock related artists. But we do production for pretty much anybody who wants it. If if you need some t-shirts, if you need some pins, if you need whatever you need, like if stupid rad doesn't do it personally, we have somebody that does. And um, we try to make more and more of what we can provide. So this is new to us this last fall, the screen printing press. Um, Yeah. Anybody um, just get in contact with us and, I mean, yeah, I know you're going to ask later, but we we're starting a new website for all that, for people that aren't in it and aren't in bands. So, yeah, that's uh, another side that's going to be taken off soon. And uh, just to dovetail off what we were just talking about, Natalie says, I think the average person doesn't realize that often even the bands that have made it still end up having regular gigs when they're not touring. Yeah, that's that's yeah. absolutely that's reality. Yeah, it is. It's, uh... So it's funny. I realize I've known this for how long, but I realize how small this community is, how everyone knows each other. I feel like you know everybody, Simeon. But it's funny. I was at um, Siren Records in McHenry, one of my favorite record stores on the planet. Love, love those guys. People love the store. I, uh, in fact, if I have my way, I'm going to try to go back through this weekend. Love that place. But I went there a few weeks ago and bill who runs the place said to me oh yeah you just missed simeon he was just here dropping some stuff off i'm like of course he was and of course you know simeon and of course you all know each other it is it is a very tight community and i'm in the far-flung suburbs i mean McHenry is like a cabillion miles away from <laughs> chicago but i mean everyone knows each other yeah it, it's really cool the community that that everybody has together i mean like it, it, it's crazy when we do these like fun Friday live streams or whatever. And I, I had a, a guy from Japan, like talking that loves stupid rap. I'm just like, it, it blows my mind. Like from Japan, it's crazy. I, I, I try when I have businesses on, on Carcon Carney, I don't want to turn it into an infomercial. I don't want to make this just like a, it's 30 minutes of, of product placement or whatever. <laughs> I, I really, I, I'm interested in, in the story and the, the, the mechanics and how the business was birthed. I have a very vivid memory of seeing you at Riot Fest. You, I mean, you worked your ass off. You got in front of people. You had people taking pictures. I mean, you really made a point of establishing your brand. I mean, you were you were not just sitting behind a computer hoping that people were finding you. You were getting in people's face at Riot Fest. And I thought, hey, he's got you. Simeon, you have some real great tenacity in, in making this work. I appreciate that. Um and you know as much as it is a business i i that's what i love the most i love going out to festivals i love doing events where i just get to talk to people get to talk to new people meet new people um you know I, it's I want about community to, i mean you're, you're, it really is you're doing merchandise for bands everything they do is about establishing community so on the b2b level it's about community too 
Yeah, I want them to feel like they're as big of a part of Stupid Rad as I am. Because they are. Like, without anybody else, like, what would I be doing? What would you be doing? <laughs> Landscaping. Okay, yeah, no, this is exactly what you should be doing. I, su- I support this. So how did you start? Did you start with, with pins and patches? Um, so I, I owned a landscape company before this, and... I always wanted like a little button maker. I always thought it was like, it'd just be fun to make like stupid little buttons, you know? And I finally bought one. It was a nice one. And I just started making dumb buttons. I had this friend that would stop over every day. And if I had a button for him, he brought me a 40 ounce beer and we'd drink <laughs> a 40 and I'd give him the button. And it was just like fun. And then I just, system right there. It was. And I mean, I think, I think I got the good end of that deal every time sure. like, the button cost me literally five cents to make. So <laughs> you're getting a 40. I mean, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's yeah, a solid hour of entertainment. Right. There. <laughs> right. Which we were drinking on Friday and I still have, Oh man, I, I don't know if I can show labels or anything on here, but yeah, on this podcast, how dare you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. Um, but yeah, so I got the button maker and I just started making buttons and like, um, the, the band that I saw in Chicago, I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, you know, like my little part here, can I give you some free buttons or whatever? And they were like, yeah, sure. You know, thanks. And I started reaching out to more bands and it was more just like giving them free buttons, um, going to shows, bringing them to shows. And that's really how I made any uh, that that's where it started. I literally had zero contacts. It's not like I started this company and was like, okay, I know this person, this person, this person, like you got to hustle. It, yeah. And it was, you know, and it's all hustling. It's, you know, trying to show that I want to help people out. I want to help musicians out by um, getting them merchandise. And like any successful dealer, I, I've watched Breaking Bad. Uh, the first one's always free. That, that's how you get them hooked. It is absolutely. Yep. <laughs> you get it. You get them hooked on the uh, the pins, and then next thing you know, they're lifelong clients. Um, I, I, I love that, and I think I had Martin Atkins from Pigface on a couple times, but he said something. I'm going to mangle what he said, but I'm going to paraphrase it. He talked about this idea of putting stuff out there, helping people further their needs further their goals, assist them with their marketing needs. It all comes back to you. And I, I re- I'm remembering that as I'm hearing your story about, Hey band, I like you have some pins. Like it's in putting yourself out there for these people. It all comes back. It, it has that kind of ricochet effect when you do good by others. For yeah, some it seems <laughs> it does. Um, and I, I, I started getting known as the button guy which was cool at first. And then I kind of was like, I don't really want to be the button guy anymore. So I, I started finding new outlets of merchandise, but, but it was it, in when I started, I found a manufacturer that produced enamel pins and like enamel pins was the next step next to buttons. I mean, you know, they're, they're like buttons, but nicer. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the whole like web store thing started. I would, contact bands and i'd say okay i'm going to order a hundred enamel pins and i want to give you 50 if i can sell 50 on the website you know and like it's free for them and i'll make my money by selling 
they are now things on the website. So they can take them on tour, sell them on tour. That's brilliant. Yeah. And and that was kind of how the whole web store thing started. I started talking to more bands and I would sell some of their pins and then they would take them on tour and sell them because I know they're going to sell a lot more on tour than I'm going to sell online because I mean, yeah, people buy stuff at shows and that's, what made you think to approach things in that way? Because as you're saying this, it's, it's a very smart business move. Had you seen other people do that? Or was that something you just kind of thought made sense? <laughs> when when I started doing this, I didn't even know about companies like Merch Now or King's Road or any of those merchandise companies. Um, it was just my way of being able to afford to do stuff for the bands and have it paid for you know i can't like Mm -hmm. just say here i'm going to give you hundreds of dollars worth of free stuff i would have to find my own way to get it paid for so that was that was kind of it that's brilliant has this become a full-time thing for you at this point this is full-time and more yes (laughs) this is this is like full-time full life how about that like full day full week I, I think my wife hates I'm always working, but it's okay. Uh, it, it it won't always be like that. I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I was talking with you about that before we went live. I love that idea of you found something cool that you're into. If landscaping worked, I'm sure, perfectly fine for you, but you found this thing and you found a way to make it your everything. I, yeah. I, I, I'm inspired by stories like this. I, th- I think that's really cool. I love, I mean, I love people who kind of throw the dice and say, I'm going to see if I can make a go of this. Thank you. Yeah. And it was, it was always just meant to be a part-time thing where I could just do it on the side and make a couple dollars. But I mean, it, it really, the, the more that I started to want to be able to do the more time it took, you know, the more time of mine it consumed and it came to a point where, okay, I have to kind of like choose one or the other, what one I'm going to focus on more. So I, pick stupid rad and i mean it, it, it's worked out great i i keep expanding i keep working with other great bands i keep doing more in-house stuff like screen printing i'm doing in-house now on sunday was it sunday yeah sunday me and my daughter drove to uh, columbus ohio and back and picked up an embroidery machine because i found a good deal and we drove we drove uh 14 hours that day on Sunday, went and picked it up, brought it back. And all my free time has been going into learning how to use that. Cause zero, zero idea. Never touched one. <laughs> awesome. Even, even screen printing, never touched screen printing before um, last fall. Uh, so, funny story. Not even a funny story. I was in Columbus one day after you were last week. I was there on Monday. How were you? <laughs> and that was, you know, as all the uh, Capitol buildings were on high alert because of the insurrection, people, there were warnings and threats. Driving by the Columbus Capitol was freaky on um, Monday. Humvee with a machine gun on top of it. State police lining the stairs. It And I drove by at like nine o'clock at night. It was a really freaky, chilling scene. Yeah, you got you. It, feels kind of like a war zone i bet it's just uh-huh. like yeah it was I went, I went to i went to kenosha the day after 
all the um, riots and protesting happened in Kenosha. And it was, that was crazy. Like going down there and seeing, but the best part about it is just seeing the unity that the community had that were just painting these murals everywhere. Like, I love that so much. I mean, there was destruction, but I I just love the unity and I love the people coming together and just, that's why, you're, that's why you're the right guy to, to do band merch you, as it all comes <laughs> back to that word community let's talk a little bit about some of those band alliances that, that you've struck um mast intruder I, I think of when i think of you i love mast intruder uh bad oh, cop bad, bad cop bomb pops i mean a lot of really cool bands have uh a lot of really cool bands and i i still don't even know how like i love these bands and it pretty much started with the bomb pops like i reached out to them a couple years ago and they were the first like i guess like fat records web store that i i started and from there they were always so happy and we got such a good bond growing that they would refer us so when bad cop bad cop was in town in chicago i went and my thing is is when i i don't I'm not a salesperson. I hate to be that person that goes and like, Hey, would you guys need anything? <laughs> well, do I have you covered? Um, I'm more of a, I get it. I, I get, I get stacks of air fresheners for touring bands, like stupid rad branded air fresheners. Mm-hmm. I bring them to the tour because they sit in the van all day. Here's Brilliant. some air. Yeah. Here's some air fresheners for your van. If you ever need anything, hit me up. And that's all there ever was to it. And, you know, bad cop, bad cop was like, Oh, you know, like Neil from Neil from the bomb pops was talking about you guys a bunch and how much they love working with you. Let's talk. And, you know, it, it's all been like that word of mouth with different bands. And I just saw last yesterday, a year ago, I started um, working with make war. I don't know if you know those guys, but they're some of the nicest that. guys and just great guys. I, I love them. And I've always wanted to work with those guys. And I'm so happy to, um, and I think a big part is, is loving the people that I work with too, sure. you know, being able to have this bond and just work with people I look up to musically. And yeah, it's, it's great. So for a, a band, if a, an independent musician is watching this right now or, or listening, what's a good place to start as far as building a merch strategy? Is it, I mean, I, I'm sure budget drives a lot of it, but, to kind of cover the basics is it's handful of t-shirts. I, I don't even know how to begin if you're trying to build a merch strategy. Um, so I think some of the best selling things are probably t-shirts, enamel pins, koozies, koozies. Yeah. Koozies. People love koozies because it's just a nice small merchandise item and they get to drink their beer with it. So, I mean, you're at a show and it's pretty cool. Yeah. The, co- the koozie costs less than the beer does at most uh, Chicago venues. So I believe that. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So stickers, always stickers. It's it's just like something that people will see and be like, that's cool. I want that. And then they wear it and people see it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've never thought about. But do you do, pri- do you have pricing on your website or is it all kind of like, give me a call. We'll figure something out. How does that work? It's pretty much. Give me a call. We'll work something out. Hit, hit me up like DM on Instagram or Facebook so or email. 
Um, we do have like a page specified for like custom merchandise orders and they like submit a request and, you know, get back to them. But th- that's, that's where the new site's coming and it's going to be based more towards pricing for different things that we offer. Um, and it's, it's not going to be linked to the actual stupid rat site. It's going to be a stupid rat site. It's going to be stupid rat customs, but it's, going to be so i can <coughs> sorry about that i should grab some water man Ooh. throat but um it, it's going to be a site so let's say i have i i don't know i don't know where people work anymore uh, uh, let's, let's say a, let's say a podcaster's interested let's say a podcaster's interested but he's not you know, into the whole punk rock scene. So let's say it was you, but you were doing a podcast based on just entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and you didn't like punk rock. You're like, I don't like anything about it. So instead of going to the stupid red site where you enter the site and it's just punk rock stuff, you just go to this site and it's basically um, merchandise that you can get for yourself. So it's kind of, I mean, it's like, a, it's like a white label version of stupid rad. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, I, we're not trying to sell them on web stores or anything. It's pretty much just what you need. This is the price. And, you know, any what any screen printing company has, we just haven't had it. All right. Well, I love what you do. I, I, I miss seeing you out in the in the real world, miss seeing you at Riot Fest. Apparently, if I hang around Siren Records long enough, I'll run into you at some point. Um if people want to learn more, should they visit the website? Should they visit Instagram? Where should they go? Um, I am most active on Instagram and that's stupid underscore rad. The at symbol beforehand told you I'm old. I don't know how to, I don't know <laughs> how to tell people where to go anymore at stupid rad underscore stupid underscore rad. That's it on Instagram. Um, website, stupid And like, if they want to see kind of, you know what we're doing they can go there and see the web stores and see our own branded merchandise stuff like that which we try to come out with a bunch of fun stuff all the time like get rad your shirt right there i love this shirt i you can't really see it on my webcam i love this shirt so much it's got like the, the <laughs> church design on the back i love this yeah that's that's my favorite design i got i got a big it's the full back of my arm tattooed i got that one because i love it so much I, 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 you have to tell me what the quote is. It's something about bad decisions, like the patron saint, the patron of, saint of bad decisions. Love it. Yep. <laughs> One of my favorite shirts. Uh, before I cut you loose, Simeon of stupid red merch, I, I want to close on this positive note. KJ, who's watching on Facebook says you're so gorgeous, Simeon. Oh, thanks. I mean, how can you not agree with that? It's and, true. I mean, that, and that's a fine way to exit, isn't it? Look at this! Look at this! Look at that mane hair and this big old beard going on now. Big, you can hide stuff in that beard, like an anchor or a shoe, like a fish or like bone. barbecue sauce or mayonnaise or whatever falls in it. I could, I could do that with mine too, remarkably. Uh huh. 